business owners, welcome to this episode of the Freedom Focus Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about an important element of your business that many, if not most, small business owners never put in place, which robs them of a competitive advantage and a very important opportunity to achieve significantly better results, I would even say greatness, in everything they do. I'm talking about core values. And I hope by the time we're done with today's episode, you'll have a much better appreciation for core values and the important role they play in creating a freedom-focused business. Not long ago, I was at my local Bass Pro Shop and I was there to return an item. And at the return counter was Jennifer, a nice young lady that was giving me a hand. And while she was helping me, I looked over behind the wall behind her and I noticed that there was a plaque on the wall and it said, Our Goals. And there were four items listed for their goals. Price, and underneath price, it said, We will never knowingly be undersold. And then right under that, it said, Service. And uh, it had a small phrase under it that said, 100% satisfaction guaranteed on every purchase. And then the next one was quality. We stand behind every item we sell. And the last one was selection. First with the products you want. And I said to Jennifer, I said, hey, do you mind if I take a, a, a picture of that? I pointed at the plaque behind her and she looked over her shoulder and she said, Oh, oh yeah, sure, no problem. I didn't even know those were there. And when I looked closer, these quote-unquote goals were actually the core values for Bass Pro Shop. It's what they believed in. It's what they uh, wanted to see happen. Uh, and so for them, as their core values, it was a bit of a shame that Jennifer uh, didn't even know that they were there, which means she probably didn't even know that these were the goals slash core values for the organization. So there was some research done not long ago by the Electric and Gas Industries Association called EGIA for short. They're a national HVAC association with about 5,000 members and they asked a question of their membership. They said, do you have a set of core values? And uh, a surprisingly high number, 82% said, yes, we do, okay? And there was another study that was done not long ago as well by the EMIT organization. And they do a report called the State of the Business Owner Report or SOBO Report. And it includes 1,700 small and medium-sized businesses. And one of the questions they asked in their research for this report was, have you defined your company's values? And 85%, even more, 85% said yes, they had. So those are pretty pretty high numbers. Those are big numbers for organizations to say they have them. I will have to admit that I'm a little skeptical that that high of a percentage actually have their core values. Um, and the reason I think that is because one, I've talked to a lot of small business owners and they don't have them. Doesn't mean that they don't have them somewhere in their head, but uh, they don't probably have them. And I think that the reason the response is so high, because it's like asking somebody, did you vote? Well, very few people are gonna say they didn't, why? Because they know that voting is something you should be doing. Likewise, I think a lot of businesses know that they should have core values, and so they're gonna respond positively, even if they really don't have them clearly defined. But you know what, even if you assume that the data from SOBO and EGIA is accurate, 
um, businesses are doing a pretty poor job of communicating those core values to the rest of their organization, to their employees and to their team. And if they're not conveying the core values, they're also not to sharing with their employees, how do you act on these core values? And this is what robs small businesses of a competitive advantage. Because if there's a lot of businesses that in reality are not actually defining their core values, let alone making them a part of their organization in a big way, then you actually have a competitive advantage if you are. So there's an opportunity to achieve with your core values much better results with your organization, much better alignment with your employees. And I would even go so far as to say greatness in everything that you do and how you do it. In my Dream Team Builder course, we teach small business owners how to discover their core values. And notice I said discover, um, not create. A lot of people like to say, let's create your core values, but the reality is your core values, they already exist. Because every small business, every person for that matter, they already have a way of doing things. There's already a culture in an organization, a small business. Um, what you believe in, those things are already uh, in place. They already exist. So what we really need to do is tease those out. We need to bring them to the surface, identify what they are, and then make sure they're written down. So let me share with you just how we might go about this. There's three key elements for core values when I'm teaching small business owners. Element one is the core value itself. This is gonna be five to seven words or short phrases that embody that core value. That's pretty straightforward. But you can't stop at just a word or a short phrase because there can be different interpretations of words and phrases. And it's important that uh, for the next element, which is the action statement, that everybody in your organization knows how to actually act on or how to act with that core value. So an action statement is a short sentence that tells people what to do with that value or how to act on it. So for example, honesty and integrity, it could be always do the right thing. That's one I've heard very often. And then the third element beyond the first, the core value, and then the action statement is a narrative. That's the third element. So an, a narrative for each core value is one or two paragraphs that describe what the core value means to the organization. It will also include in the narrative some examples that represent the core value when it's being acted on. So it becomes very, very clear what that core value means to the organization and uh, then how to act on it and what to do with it. That way there's no ambiguity between that you and the everybody in the organization what that core value means. So what can you do differently perhaps than from what you're doing now? So if you aren't one of those 82 to 85% of the companies, if you believe the Sobo and the EGI data, that can honestly say they've figured out where what their core values are, then you need to discover the core values. You need to follow a good process that ensures a quality and result, just like kind of the one I just shared with you with the three elements. And once you figure them out and you've established them and you've discovered them, uh, you need to then not let them collect dust. They need to be a uh, active part of how you operate and run your business. You need to integrate them throughout your daily operations so they remain top of mind 
instead of shelved away somewhere, um, maybe created once every two or three years when you do your strategic planning, then you dust them off. We can't do that. We need to make sure they're top of mind, front and center. Let's talk about some ways that you can uh, make sure they are top of mind and front and center. When you're first interfacing with somebody that you want to bring into the company, it's typically going to be when you put out a job ad saying, I've got a position open and I would love for people to come and join us. That is the very first opportunity that you have to put your core values out there and create greater alignment from day one. And your core values as part of your job ad right there in your job ad with the with element one, the core value, and two, the action statement, that's as far as you go, that makes it very clear to somebody that's going to join your organization, what do you believe in? What's your culture? What do you stand for? And they're going to see it right there, the first interface they have with your organization. And so the core values are going to act like a filter. They are going to attract people that when they read them go, oh, that's great. Oh, I, I, I agree with that. It's going to attract those people. And that's what you want. But they also, as a filter, will repel those where they don't resonate with the person. So they read them and they're like, well, I'm not sure about that. Well, they're probably not going to submit a resume. Well, great. That's perfect because you probably didn't want them to be on your team anyway. And so they're going to self-select out. So that's perfect. You want people that are going to read those and be aligned. But the next thing you're going to do with your core values is use them as part of your interview process. So let's just say somebody kind of ignored the core values in the job ad and they're like, hey, this person's, this organization's paying money. I want a job and they submit a resume anyway. It's probably more than that, but the bottom line is, is perhaps they didn't do a job of filtering a particular individual. So in the interview process, we're going to ask questions that get at the core values absolutely straight up. So we're going to have two to three questions for each of the core values, two to three of questions. And, and we're not going to ask directly the core value. So for example, if a core value is honesty and integrity, you're not going to say to somebody, do you have honesty? Do you have integrity? I think we all know that you're gonna get a pretty obvious response to that. So instead, what we need to do is ask questions that get at that core value without them knowing it directly. So for example, you might paint a scenario where you say to the interviewee, have you ever been in a situation where somebody asked you to do something, or maybe your, your manager asked you to do something that you didn't think was right or wasn't a good for the organization? Um, and if the person that you're interviewing says, oh yeah, I've had that happen before, and you ask, well, what'd you do? How'd you handle that? Well, I just rolled with it. I mean, that was my, my boss that was telling me this. Um, that's one response you could get, but you also could get a response that goes a, a little bit more like this. Well, I, you know what? I didn't feel comfortable with what I was being asked to do. And I also knew that it wasn't going to be to the advantage of the organization. So, you know what? I went to the owner of the company and I talked to them about what was going on. I wasn't trying to get the person in trouble, but I just didn't feel like I wanted to be doing something that was not going to be helpful to us as an organization. That's the person I want to hire that second person. So you want to make sure that in the interview process, you're asking one question per core value so that you make sure that you're getting um, that person putting right out in front of them. You're putting that core value out in front of them again, but you're also trying to find out, does this person really adhere and believe in this particular value for the organization? So it's going to confirm alignment in the interview process 
that you've got an alignment because you don't want to bring somebody in your organization that's not aligned. They may be excellent at the skill, but you bring them in and it's like sanding gears. They are not actually part of helping your organization. It's always a rough, uh, rough way of working. So the next thing that we do with core values to make them a part of the organization on a regular basis is we incorporate them into the employee review process. So when you meet with employees either you know, semi-annually, every six months, or maybe annually, uh, we teach small business owners how to put them directly into the uh, review process. And what I do is I have a, 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 a self-evaluation that we do with our review process. And we say, okay, for each of the core values, and we list them, give yourself a plus, a minus, or a, or a plus minus. So it's either going to be neutral or plus or minus. So very simple. Give yourself kind of a, low, a grade on that. And then secondly, um, describe how you're doing with that core value. What are you doing to live that core value? Now that's great for people that are aligned because they get all excited about it. And they're like, oh yeah, I do this, I do that. But for those that are not aligned, uh, they will get really uncomfortable because now they're having to justify uh, something that actually has no justification because they are not aligned. They don't adhere to that particular core value. If it's be nice and they're not a very nice person, they're gonna start talking about being nice but in reality, um, you can just tell and, and they know that it's all just, you know, kind of BSing you, if you will. And so you know who's aligned and who's not aligned already. You have a pretty good idea. But it's amazing how when you put somebody's face in it, if you will, uh, during a review, all of a sudden I've had employees that maybe a couple weeks later will come back and say, you know, Darren, I found another job. And you'd be like, oh, really? I'm sorry to hear that. Well, I wish you the best of luck because in reality, you know, you know that person wasn't very well aligned anyway. The other thing we do with core values in order to make them front and center, top of mind, is we incorporate them into our uh, monthly. We always met as a full company on a monthly basis. We always had an agenda item that was called core values. And we would go through one core value every meeting once a month. So we would rotate through them and every four or five months or six months, depending on how many core values, you'd be back to the same core value again. We would read the core value, read the action statement, and then we would read the full narrative, one or two paragraphs in its entirety, so that we reminded everybody of what the core values are and that they're clearly important to us because they're an agenda item. And we would then discuss that core value. We would say, hey, are there any examples that anybody can speak to of people in the organization that have exhibited this core value? And we get great feedback. People will talk about it, absolutely. We also allow at that point in the agenda people to bring up the other core values because sometimes they'll say, hey, but you know, Bob or Sue, they also did this other core value the other day and I just I wanted to point it out because it was really perfect. It's exactly what we talk about. And so they got enthusiastic about it. So once a month, you'll never forget what the core values are because we're constantly bringing them up. And there's one other important way we use the core values, and it's not internally, it's actually externally. We use core values in order to, we share them with our clients because we want them to know what our core values are. And we also need to make sure that with respect to our clients, we're living our core values. So back to that core value of honesty and integrity. If that is truly something that is really important to you and you've got a client, uh, maybe you provide services to this client, um, or maybe you provide product, and what they do is, is you have one client that wants to basically always beating you down for a lower number. 
or even worse, they're taking your number when they know what your price is and they're going to others and they're saying, hey, uh, Darren's giving us this product for this price or they're providing this service for this price. Can you do better than that? That's called shopping. Some of you know that all too well. They're shopping our number. And that's, they're also telling our competitors what our, what our numbers are. So that's not very ethical uh, and it's definitely not up and up. That's not going to be somebody that I want to be doing business with. Believe me, I'm going to run away from somebody that does that to me. Um, it's not that you can't work with people that maybe aren't up front with you and say, hey, look, we really got to get our numbers down. Could you tell us kind of what if there's anything you can do? And it's a collaborative process, but they're not sharing your numbers with other people trying to beat you down. And so, again, it's not that that's not OK to, to talk about pricing and ask for better numbers, but it's how it's done, whether it's going to be a little on the sleazy side or whether it's going to be straight up and up. And so that's how you can use core values to make sure that you're aligned with your clients. So discovering your core values takes a little bit of effort. It doesn't just happen naturally or else, of course, every small business would have them already and they would be using them. But it's also not as challenging as you might think in order to discover your core values. Again, you just need a quality process for discovering them. In my Dream Team Builder online course, we teach small business owners exactly how to discover their core values using a process that I've developed over the past five years, first for my own company when I put them in place, and then also that I've shared with many other small businesses. If you're interested in learning more, you can go to my website, darrenwashcheck.com, and you click on courses at the top, and I talk about the Dream Team Builder course. Um, I'm also going to include a link to that in the show notes. And if you're really anxious to take action right away, because I'm actually not going to do another class until the spring of next year, but let's just say you want to really get rolling on this, everyone that's listening today to the podcast, you can download a brand new free tool that I just created called Personal core value discovery. Now this is for you to discover your own personal core values, uh, but the process could also be used for if you wanted to, you could use it in a modified way for discovering the core values for your organization. But download a copy and see just how easy it is to discover your own core values when you use a simple process as your guide. And I'm going to put a link to that download for the free tool in the show notes for today. And I hope everyone who's listening will take advantage Go grab your copy and discover your own personal core values today. So that's it for today's episode of the Freedom Focus Podcast. And I want to thank everybody for listening. And I look forward to being back again with you in two weeks. Until then, stay focused on your freedom.